This is Around the Farm, and I'm your host, Clint Chaffer, and we're going to be talking about all things ag. Today, we have a bonus episode that takes you behind the scenes at Climate Field View. I'm talking to a couple of colleagues, Stephanie Lynch and Juan Meta, both managers for the Field View customer support team. They'll tell us all the ways that Field View sets farmers up for success, including some you may not have known. Stephanie and Juan, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself to the listeners? Thanks for having us, Clint. My name is Stephanie Lynch. I've been with Climate Now for about three and a half years. I uh, started out in the field as a climate business manager, supporting the Missouri market. I just recently moved into the office, and I am the new uh, customer success manager with the team. So really enjoying uh, the new role and being able to support our farmers. And my name is Juan Meta. I am also a customer success manager here in St. Louis. I was also in the field. I've been with Climate with about four years. I was in Minnesota before, and I moved here in 2017. And yeah, I'm part of the the team that provides uh, support and engagement tactics for our customers. So climate support, uh, we all have a, probably a good feeling of, you know, what, what support really means, but uh, uh, tell, tell the listeners, you know, really what does climate support really consist of? Yeah, Clint, absolutely. So we have um, a couple different divisions of support that we uh, have here in-house in St. Louis. So a lot of folks uh, don't realize that all of our support team that is internal is actually here at the office in St. Louis. So all of us kind of have different areas of the business that we're really focused on and maintaining. And so really working together and being collaborative as a support team to deliver timely and a a great experience for our customers and our users is uh, top of mind and really our number one priority. Yeah, so, so, you know, you talked about, you know, different divisions and different areas. What what are those different roles within that, that support team? Yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, we have roughly 30 folks total on our support team. A couple of those different divisions are focused um, just really on certain areas of the business that might be uh, pain points for customers. So um, our first area is our, our RAA team. So that's our regional account advisor team. They're really focused on any of the billing issues, account management, account maintenance from, you know, payments, being able to share different fields or operations across uh, other trusted partners and advisors. So they're able to help with a lot of those different type of things. Um, our second group is our customer success team. This is the team that Juan and I uh, both lead. Uh, this team is really focused on proactive and outbound engagement. So they're focused on being able to just identify customers that maybe aren't utilizing key features of the product and really show them, hey, this is this is an area that you might see some value in, or this is an area that um, you might really find helpful or impactful for your experience on our product. So um, our team is really a more of like a proactive outbound resource to be able to help kind of the silent, the silent user or the silent uh, customer that we have. Um, the other side is more of our kind of reactive. So we do have an 888 number that uh, at any time, any customer, uh, dealer, or anyone who might be utilizing climate can reach out to. Uh, we have a level one and then also a level two of support. So that level one really being able to uh, kind of help manage and work through a lot of those common questions that we see. Anything that has to be escalated will then go to level two and level two will work through and filter through some of those cases. Now, is is everything you know over the phone? Do we have any any support tactics? You know, as far as maybe a, a chat or email, things of that nature. How, how are how are some of those handled? 
Yes, we try to provide multiple channels of communication. We have our direct line, of course, but then we also have live chat that our users can access through our website and also from the app. And then uh, we also have email. Uh, we have our uh, support at climate email that we monitor all the time. Uh, we, we get questions there all the time and we have a person in there every day that looks at those questions and uh, sometimes it could we could just reply the email or sometimes we can call back to that farmer or dealer that submitted a question. And most recently we added our climate activation specialist, our CASIS. So it's a the first kind of geek squad out there in the field. We understand that farmers uh, sometimes like on-farm support for some of our connectivity processes. And we have this, this team of CASIS now out there uh, that that farmers can access. Um, you know, right now we're, we're still building the team, it's pretty new, but the idea is that we can now have this on-farm support and uh, what farmers could do right now, they can call our support line and request maybe an on-farm support and we can coordinate that. Uh, or maybe some of them already hear from them uh, because they are out there introducing themselves to dealers and, and, and DSMs. And we, we, we have big expectations for that role and we hope that will continue elevate the level of support from Climate Field View. Well, I know uh, Steph mentioned before, you know, that we have uh, 35 folks within uh, the internal team here. This cast team, Juan, that you're talking about, there's uh, there's quite a number of them out there right now, aren't there? Yes, Clint. I, I believe the last number is about 160, and, and I think we're growing. Wow. We really see this as the first on-farm support for a digital platform, right? I think uh, we're investing a lot in their training and also in the deployment in the, in the geographies where we have our most users. And we really see this new role as very important to drive activation, engagement, data streaming, and you know, really help the farmer get the most value of their subscription. So a lot of folks may think that you know, being a part of the our support team requires an ag background, but that's not always the case. There's a lot of different skill sets on the team. Can you kind of step us through, you know, some of the, the different backgrounds that folks have uh, on the climate support team? Yes, Clint, that's correct. We have uh, a variety of backgrounds and experiences with our support team. Um, a lot of folks did come from the farm, and a lot of folks have uh, an ag background. So we do have quite a few uh, precision um, and ASM degreed folks with us that are currently uh, helping support, uh, in particular, with equipment compatibility. That's a, a big piece the, of the business that we're currently focused on is being able to help and support and uh, maintain compatibility with certain customers and specific customers. Uh, another piece that we have is some folks that are um, really, really keen on data management and data management specialists. So really they specialize in being able to take really large data sets, bring them in, and really get some clean quality data for a customer. And lastly, we have uh, also some other folks with some, some really unique skill sets uh, in soils, and um, fertility, and then also even in some seeding and so forth. That is great to hear. You know, I mean, I think it's a it's a key point on any support team to have that that wide diversified set of skills to you know, especially within agriculture. It's a it's not a uh, it's not a cut and dried industry, right? I mean, there's a, a lot of different areas, and I think when we're looking at digital farming as we expand our product, I think it's just even more key to to get folks with that with that wide uh, diversified set of skills. Indeed, you know, you know, being on a team and really in a support team, we all have to really work together, collaborate 
and lean on each other for you know specific skills and items and things that might come up. So um, it's a very collaborative group. Uh, really, you know, you kind of know who your your go to person is for specific features of the business and uh, features of the product. And, and uh, the team does a really good job of reaching out to those folks and and really working uh, collaboratively with one another. Well, I would imagine, you know, listeners probably also are sitting there wondering, man, anytime that I think about support, I'm always thinking about long wait times and I got to I gotta dial a phone number and sit there for a while. How are we tackling that? And, uh, and what are some of the wait times that, uh, that folks would expect uh, to, you know, to, to have calling into the climate? Yeah, it, this past year, it was actually, um, you know, a really, really great experience for us this planting this planting season. We were able to actually keep our average wait time to two minutes and 31 seconds. Wow. Um, yes, yes. And a lot of that was due to um, a couple things, really. We did get some, some support and some assistance from CBMs that are out in the field. So they were able to help us out during some of our peak times. Another thing is we analyze when those peak times were, kind of what the trends were uh, during planting. So where we saw trends of just higher peak times and higher wait times was during lunch. The lunchtime kind of rush was was really uh, more difficult for us to manage. So what we did is we really tried to beef up assistance and some additional aid and, and support during those time frames. Also after 4 p.m. was another time frame. So really just kind of sitting back analyzing when we were needing a little bit more support and then making some just tweaks and changes to our to our schedule to uh, be able to deliver you know quick assistance to farmers which most of these folks are in the field they don't want to wait a long time they want some just really fast immediate assistance and experience one thing I would add to that is you know we added this year um, the callback option which I think I, I encourage farmers to use uh, what happens is when when our queue is is every agent is taking a call and we don't have any available agent, the caller will get a prompt that says a call back. I think it's option one. They can click that and basically they can hang up the phone, but then on our system here, the club keeps running. So we have a, a smart center, we call it, where we can see in a big screen there, hey, we have this caller is waiting more than five minutes, 10 minutes, and, and we, we all kind of help each other out to say, please help this person, right? So there's a lot of work behind the scenes that we try to uh, to track and monitor to make sure we, we try to reduce that wait time, especially during planting time, right? So the, the other thing we try to address are uh, duration, call duration. So working with our support people, trying to help them be more efficient, also understanding the types of, the types of issues that maybe take longer, right? We had a few calls that sometimes last like, two hours, like an hour and a half, right? So we go in there and say, what happened here? What can we do different? So, right, we coach our, our people on how to be efficient, how to, you know, do both, be efficient on the phone, but also help the customer. So there's a lot of, I guess, continuous improvement that happens behind the scenes. Now, you, you talked about hours, you know, and uh, and really going into the planting season, uh, you know, Steph, you talked about the lunch hour and, and after four o'clock. And I know I've called into support, other companies support, you know, in outside of agriculture. And a lot of times it's, you know, from eight to five, right? And uh, it's really hard for me to call in if I'm working from eight to five to, to get that called in. What have we done to, to, to help out with, with those types of uh, extended hours? 
Indeed. We, um, we do offer during peak season, we offer a uh, extended schedule. So it's seven to seven um, during, during the week. And then on the weekend, uh, we have Saturday and also Sunday coverage. Saturday is eight to five, and then Sunday is noon to four. And uh, we are currently, we know that, you know, farmers, it's been really a, a difficult planning season this past year. So we're currently offering uh, Saturday coverage uh, still. So we do have a um, nine to two support for, you know, those difficult times that we're starting to see peak coverage go up. So one of the other things is, you know, you talked about tracking all of these metrics, uh, whether it's uh, durations or call times, things of that nature. Last time I walked down to the support team, you guys have a wall that I want to call out that is pretty much probably the coolest wall in the climate office. Tell the listeners, you know, what, what, what wall I'm actually talking about here. Yeah, I can, I can comment on that. And so that was a project that we started last year. Uh, we call it now our smart center. And basically our big six big, six big TVs that uh, they had connected to Chromebooks and basically they display different metrics that are relevant to us. Wait times, call volume. Uh, we have a wall of fame and a wall of shame. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, we also have a map that shows uh, like customers that are streaming data, right? Which shows kind of the progress, maybe where like a heat map, right? That where are the hot spots where planting is happening. Uh, that can help us be a little bit more proactive, more strategic about how to be more efficient with our support line. Are, are you also launching things to like the moon? Because I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, when I walk down there, it looks like, you know, Houston's center here of, of launching satellites up. That's right, Clint. Um, we're having fun with that smart center. The, the other thing I can mention on that is we've been acquiring different monitors, different displays from, you know, most most, most of the monitors that our customers use, right? We have the, the, the Deers, the John Deere displays, Case IH, uh, Trimble, Raven, Precision Planting, right? So we have about 12 monitors right now, Ag Leader, right? So as we expand compatibility, we are also trying to buy that display that the farmer is using so we can kind of put ourselves in their shoes and see what they're seeing to be better at it. So it's been expanding. We, we, we just acquired a different, another table, so it's, it's growing. So we do plan on you know, having the right displays in there that can help us with connectivity as, uh, for example, the prescription business grows, right? And farmers are using more variable rate prescriptions. We want to have the right monitors in there uh, to be able to provide good support. Well, I tell you what, uh, every time that I walk down there, it just looks like an extremely fun place to work. And, uh, and I'm sure that there's, uh, you know, listeners out there that uh, either A, would have, uh, have some interest coming in and, uh, and looking at working for climate or maybe know somebody. What do, you, uh, what do you look for in a new hire? Yeah, Clint, we're really looking for folks that, um, you know, are number one, just super passionate about digital agriculture and um, what could be with digital agriculture. There, you know, really is the sky's the limit within this space. And it's it's really ultimately a, a still a very new space um, that is, uh, you know, driving a lot of actions and decisions across uh, farms. And I think just 
folks that are able have the ability to just dream big with us it is kind of that number one um, quality that we're really looking for. Uh, also looking for folks that have precision uh, backgrounds or ASM experience. Um, folks that have that on-farm experience, it's um, extremely valuable to, to what we're doing and, and very applicable uh, to, to our business. Uh, and lastly, um, just a hard worker and a team player. A lot of what we, what we do here in the office is um, it's very collaborative. You're working across multiple different teams and with multiple different folks in the field internally and then also externally. So being able to just work across um, three or four different teams is really a huge uh, asset to, to anyone who would be joining Climate. One last thing I wanted to mention was any folks out there who may be interested in joining Climate but not quite ready to um, move, pick up and move to St. Louis, we do have some in-field uh, roles available with our uh, Climate Activation Specialist role. Uh, anyone who might be interested in that, if they can reach out to their local CBM and their geography, or they can email us at customersuccess@climate.com, and we'd be happy to follow up with them. Well, that is fantastic. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's folks out there that uh, that may show some interest. And if there is, what's a what's a phone number they can uh, they can reach us at, or uh, how can they live chat us? Yes, Clint. So our support line is one eight 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 nine two four seven four seven five. That's our main line. Uh, we have an email as well, support at climate.com. And then they can also access our, our live chat to our different platforms on web and mobile. Also, Clint, just wanted to add on to that. Um, anyone who may be looking for uh, a career with climate, uh, if they go onto our, our webpage uh, under careers, we are constantly posting roles that are that are currently open. So please feel free to anyone take a peek at that at any time and, and see what we have currently available. Well, that sounds great. Well, Juan, Steph, I just want to say thank you for for taking time out of uh, out of your busy schedules here uh, to come in and uh, and have a chat with me here. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I really appreciate having the honor to be here. Thank you, Clint. I really enjoyed this this podcast. I think it's something that is really great. It's going to help us connect with more customers and more people, and everyone out there that is passionate about digital agriculture. Well, thank you, Juan, and uh, and also as always, thank you to the listeners who uh, who came on and uh, and subscribed and uh, and listened to us here uh, for this episode. Around the Farm is brought to you by Climate Field View. Don't miss any episodes. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts, or find episodes on climate.com. I want to hear from you, so be sure to send me your thoughts and questions by going to Twitter and using the FieldView Twitter handle, at FieldView. Use the hashtag, hashtag FieldViewClint, so I can find your tweet. I'd love to answer your questions in some upcoming episodes. And speaking of feedback, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show, give us five stars, and give us a review. And as always, we'll see you around the farm. Thank you.